This episode of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast, is brought to you by Amasta Design. Servicing clients domestic and international, Amasta is here to help you through the different phases to transform your space into a reflection of you. Go to amastadesign.com. Amasta, spelled A-M-A-S-T-A, design.com. Rolling Press, a Brooklyn Park Slope-based business that can help you print books, magazines, zines, and comics for anyone who wants to start their own thing. Rolling Press, an eco-friendly printing company. Go to www.rollingpress.com. Roro Cakes, specialty baking, little bites of yumminess, and indulgences. Follow Roro Cakes at facebook.com slash rorocakes. And place your order today. Last but not least, Pancake Studios cuffing your audio recordings, production, mixing, and mastering needs. Pancake Studios, set at the heart of Brooklyn, also happens to be the home of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. When we started the podcast, Jonathan made a home for us here and continues to produce quality. Whether you're a musician, filmmaker, working in media like podcasting, look no further than Pancake Studios. Go to www.pancakestudios.net. You know what I would do? It's pretty racist, man. Maybe Mississippi Jim. I'd take, <laughs> I'd take yours $20 and buy some crack. And then make a better all movie. All right, okay, all right, all right. That's, make a better let, let's movie start this show. in your brain all right, let's that's start cooked show. on smack. To Be Continued is an adult podcast for adults by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that. But we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. And we're back. I love to say we're back. This From Asgard. because we are. <laughs> this is To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast covering your fanboy passions. You may not learn anything, but if you stick around, you just might have some fun. And today we are going to have lots of fun. We're going to have lots of fun, right, Clark? Yeah. <laughs> As always, we're here in Pancake Studio with uh, the usual crew, my co-host, well, Edward first Ng. Miguel Velez and I'm Edward Ng. And we got Super Bowl. Welcome Clark. to the Dude Perfect of the fanboy world. And uh, the Dude Perfect? I have no idea what you're doing here. <laughs> well, you know, Dude Perfect, they're a series of YouTubers and they basically they excel in, in just like in, in like uh, um, uh, doing s- basketball shots. Oh, okay. Um, whatever. Like frisbee shots at okay. everything. You but anyway. A, you, have, you have a prepared remarks here that you had. You didn't let me know that you had, but go through them. No, <laughs> they're no, not please. remarks. Hi, I just said we're the dude perfect of the family. Okay, all right. Know? Go go down your list. What else you got? <laughs> I was just gonna like I wanted to start the show that uh, on we sweep through the thresh uh, through the, with threshing <laughs> on we sweep with threshing oars <laughs> onward. <laughs> Our only go will be to the western shores. The one and only King of the Norse. <laughs> King of the Norse! King of the Norse! Um, but of course, our producer we have here, Jonathan Vergara, here at Pancake Studios. Say hello to the world. Yes. And I am here. today is election day. So uh, Thank you for kids electing like Clark, me. Kids like Clark here don't, uh, um, you know, doesn't have school today. So why don't you go say hi to the world? Hi, everybody! Woo! Okay, uh, uh, all right, let's... <laughs> Let's bring the volume down. I gotta on that readjust one. my pressure. Hold on, Miguel just said, "Bring the volume down." <laughs> uh, uh, at, we are celebrating the king. We're, we're celebrating the king of the Norse because 
Uh, one of the things we'll be covering today, of course, is the uh, latest Marvel movie to drop, which was Thor Ragnarok, directed by Taika Waititi, starring Chris Hesworth. We will be covering uh, a little bit of news that's not quite news because yes. it it's not something that's happened, but it's something that is possibly being threatened to happen. And then we'll finish it. We're going to finish up uh, with a review of uh, the second season of Stranger Things, which dropped, uh, which uh, John didn't see, but me and Ed have binged through finally. And uh, I'll tell you what Stranger Things is all about. <laughs> about but, a couple of kids in a small town in the 70s with a lot of time and privilege 70s. on their hands. Try 84. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, no, our, our new reviewer, no, no, Mississippi no, Jim. No, no. Yeah, that's right. No. It's time so, to give Tan well, a chance. Tan a chance. <laughs> it's time for yellow to be mellow. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So now that we've lost back all our to- <laughs> all our sponsors, <laughs> back to Stranger Things. Back to Stranger Things. It's this about was- a bunch of kids <laughs> with, with time. In privilege. Okay, all right, all right. Let's let's get back to the main story. <laughs> let's get to the main story. Uh, Save so- yourself thirteen hours right there. <laughs> uh, uh, the the uh, the sort of news that is not news. Well, uh, the only news on the headline is that Disney held talks to buy twenty twenty uh, first Century Fox. Right. And at this point, we don't know any other for the details. But what would that mean for like the Simpsons? They would now be. They would now be within. Uh, we're talking about essentially. Uh, Disney would be uh, acquiring uh, their uh, their TV and their entertainment. Uh, you know, sections. They would be leaving the sports and the news alone. They would not be buying all of the affiliate stations. And a lot of this is, and we know we, you know, one of the concerns is that, wow, this is kind of a monopoly, but there are antitrust laws that are in place here that do not allow them to do things. They're the not buying the sports is part of that. They could not buy Fox sports and own ESPN at the same time. Uh, And any deal like this would of course courts, there would be all sorts of, you know, deals that would be have to made out. Um, You'd have to have, you know, what are whether the distribution rights and other things for for movies and all of that would have to be settled out. Tough man can finally come out as a mutant, <laughs> but and as a mutant, he could finally come out as gay, like Iceman, like Ice Exact Mundo. Well, that and that, he's a bottom, I hear. Oh no! All right, now Mississippi Jim is gonna have to be all quiet right, right. from now on. Uh, now one of we got to get Attorney General Jeff Sessions on Iceman. That's like, out. That's like five monkey wrenches in a minute. Uh, but that was relevant. I tied it to the Iceman. <laughs> I tied it to Fox. I've tied it to Disney. We're going to town. Man, someone had their Wheaties this morning. Okay. So, essentially, for us as fanboys, there's only one thing we really care about. Avengers, uh, X-Men versus Avengers. So, somehow, them getting the rights back at, at Disney Marvel to, you know, these characters that have been essential to the world of the Marvel Universe and comics for decades and decades who were only not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because of uh, the situation in the 90s where Marvel went into bankruptcy and sold the rights to their characters to keep themselves afloat. Now, Fox has, I would say you you and I, Ed, we agree, it, it, they've been a mixed bag. 
Now, the Fox X-Men films, I think, are underappreciated. We, I don't think they quite get the accolades they should in terms of what they meant to the genre of superhero movies. But you and I are, would say, eh, it's a mixed bag. Some right. have been really well, yeah, good, look, some look, have been there, there not are, so good. There are folks out there who are completely in love with the X-Men version of Quicksilver. Right, yeah. And, like, you know, the Aaron Taylor Tom, uh, Thomas version of the Quicksilver, right? right? So, um, and then I'm like, if this goes... How are they? Are they going to even bother resolving these things, or not even bother at all? Uh, well, again, uh, again, be there's, 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 there would be a lot of questions. How do you, if you get them, does Disney just say, does Disney say, you know what, the Fox, these X Men films are doing okay on their own. They have a fan base. Well, they don't have. We don't have to have them as part of the Marvel and universe. You know that's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that. I can't say further away. I will say what I want to happen. I'm just thinking of uh, about what. Someone like Feige would do. That's my point. I think that there's what could they could say. Ah, no, we're gonna. This is this is a thing. It has its own fan base. We're just gonna keep going because the things that they are done with these characters doesn't fit with what the Marvel universe tone and everything is. A perfect example is the simple fact of like the recent spate of films done by Fox. Would Marvel have given us a Logan? Would they have given us a a Deadpool? That is true. That is true. That is true. Uh, and popular, well-received films. Right. And it's yeah. not like tomorrow we're necessarily going to see, you know, Pat Stu go, oh, hello, Tony. Like, <laughs> yeah. let, let's do right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, let's not. I you, you do. Pull out your RDJ. I'm not, let's I'm play not, it out. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Hello, I'm not, Tony. <laughs> it's like, the last time I saw you, you were at uh, the back. Chuck, Chuck, at that's... The uh, at the back's ability. Chuck, you're looking great. Um, <laughs> is that... Uh, are those new wheels? Those are great wheels. Fantastic wheels. Anyway, I think that what I want... I cannot wait for a Disney Deadpool. I just this is a, Ryan Reynolds had a tweet out where he put out, he says, what the fudge does this mean for, De- for Deadpool? <laughs> uh, so again, that is a question. Would they, would, they, would they just keep letting them do what they're doing? Or would they integrate them into the Marvel Universe? And I... I'm sorry, I know there are a lot of people out there that would, or would be against that. I would be over. I would just be over the moon if I heard that they're they're bringing in new X Men. They're just like what they did with Spider Man. You know, Sony had its thing going on, hit some rough waters. Amazing Spider Man Two made a lot of money, believe it or not. Andrew Garfield could have still been integrated, but in the end, they decided clean slate, start from scratch. And I think that that alone, in terms of anticipation in the market, would be worth a lot. It's intangible, but can you just imagine that first announcement that Marvel has acquired the rights? If again, if this happens, Marvel has acquired, reacquired the rights to the mutants, and we are doing our search for our new Cyclops, our new Magneto, and a, the biggest one of all, we're, we're, this is our search for our new Wolverine. Yeah, and you know what? And that's dollar like, dollar bills, and that, y'all. And that's dollar a, dollar bills. That is one very important aspect that that has made Disney very uh, successful. Is that they've kept their stuff PG, yes, just right below thirteen at best. You know, and very very palpable. They're four, to... quar- they're four quadrant. They know what they're doing. They 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 want to produce crowd pleasers that have the mass market appeal. And that, but here's the thing. They've also, Marvel, Netflix, 
They've also like, hey, here are our characters, and here's a format where we can go darker, we can be more adult. Would the X-Men, if they were acquired, be sort of a middle ground? Hey, with the X-Men, we can do a lot of, like, um, really explicit social commentary, which you can't really do with a lot of these other characters. Um, my my God, we, you hit all sorts of different markets. New Mutants, younger well, characters. One thing we won't see, and here's the thing, like, they've integrated Star Wars into, right, into, into, their, Disney, into right. everything, into their DNA at this point, right? Right. To a point where they've completely redone um, parts of Disney World and Disneyland right. at this point. And Would it's you like say Star mutant, Land. mutant Land and Disney? Yeah, well, it's like, you know, you're not going to see old man Logan <laughs> like walking, oh walking the streets of Disney. <laughs> a bunch of guys with, looking like Jackman. <laughs> And it's with that, with again, with that suit. Yeah, he had. you know, and it's like, uh, it's like hey, it's like, dude, are you, t- Ed, are you telling me that if you went to Disney World and if there was a ride in Old Man Logan's limousine ride <laughs> where he's drinking Jack? What is, okay, what is, what was the name of the, uh, uh, of the place that they, um, um, the, the, Oh, like the, the yeah the, the young mutant paradise. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. Oh my God, I forget what it was called. Eden or something. Eden. Was it okay, Eden? Yeah. so Edenland and meet Logan. <laughs> hang out with X twenty three. You're like, no kids. Don't. It's just a, it's just a drunk Hugh Jackman. Yeah, just, that's where you he know. Spends his it's days. like, hey, go, mommy, mommy, I want to take a picture with uh, with, with 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 Professor Hugh Jackman X. would actually with be old, old Professor X. Would, Hugh Jackman actually would be old man Logan because it was like, oh man, this is all part of the contract. <laughs> oh God, I should have seen what I was. It's so like, can you there. imagine kids walk like walking up to Professor X and it's like, I just want to see, I just want to see, I just want to see something similar to again where they have the mascots with the giant heads, <laughs> that but Deadpool. <laughs> oh my god, uh, okay, but like, uh, uh, getting back on track here, um, I think that. If it were me, if I were in charge, and this is what I, what I would love to see would be, give me a Marvel version of the mutants, start from scratch. And when I mean scratch, I mean, don't even give me Storm and Wolverine at first. Give me the first movie, make it Scott, Gene, Hank, Bobby, and Warren. Give me the original X-Men. Another reboot. Start another reboot. But start it from scratch. It'll have the sheen of the Marvel of of, of Marvel going for it. And which, then you, which, which which would be um exactly he, what they've done in the comic books. I, just I, fairly recently. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But this is different. I mean, not just a retro con thing. It would be just like with Spider-Man. We're starting it over again. That was successful, Ed. You know what I mean? Uh Three versions in with Spidey, and they still had they still had gold, you know. Yeah. Are all the heroes going to be coming out the closet? <sighs> all right, no more what? monkey wrenches. No, but but again, that's like not, what I want to see—that is a monkey wrench. No, what I want to see. All the new, all the new writing. That's a monkey wrench. All the new writing. No, no, no. Yes, no, that's a, a monkey wrench. They're done, out. finished. I don't want to hear anymore. There are a lot of people all right, coming now, out. All right, now what I want to see. You cannot hold back progress. You cannot hold. You're on the wrong side. You're on the wrong side of history here, Velez. <laughs> Don't hulk out. You're hulking out, Clark. Okay, now, um, I, the other the other half of this, of course, is the other part, which is the other property Fantastic that has War. not done very well at Fox, yeah. which is the first family of Marvel. And 
Uh, Ed here, you're, I mean, you're not even like crazy about the FF per se. I read Fantastic Four. Oh, you did read FF. Yeah, and that's why I was super pissed and ticked off with the garbage that they pumped out in in, In recent years with them. Yes, exactly. They haven't, and, but this is the thing. It's not just about, I, 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 dude, who doesn't want to see a well cast version of Reed Richards? You know, crossing swords with you know a, a Tony Stark, Whoa. or doing anything like that. Right. But more importantly than that, the FF villains that come, Doctor Doom, you gets get a, Doom, gets a you get in Galactus, the Universe. you get Kang, you know, you get a lot of cosmic mm-hmm. characters and stuff. This opens up a whole new world and opens up a franchise that could lead the way when some of these other characters and actors that are attached to them might be getting too old or they may not want to, they may just want to put them on, or, you know, hey, we don't want to really make any more cat movies. You know, uh, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to make any more Thor movies or, or the contracts for these guys have just become exorbitantly expensive. So let's make some new stars. Let's find the next Hemsworth. Let's, you know, let's, let's find the next Chris Evans. <laughs> let's bring Chris Evans back into the FF. <laughs> put him back in the FF. Irony. I um. So I've got my. Uh, I I signed up a new contract. You know, to be in the new Fantastic Four. Four it's like, uh. The the writers are gonna. They're they're gonna figure out something. <laughs> they're gonna figure out something. <laughs> but I mean, uh, that I would love to see. And it, dude, again, who does not want to see the possibility of? I would be down. For, I Ed, call me crazy. I would be completely down for a Hulk thing movie. A Hulk thing movie. Yeah, sure. Would be well a, a, amazing. This is this is the start of the versus movies. Yeah, but again, you know. we're getting ahead of ourselves because the truth is the reports are that they were talking weeks ago, mm. but the talks have stopped. That doesn't mean anything in terms of they fall apart. Yeah. They're not characterizing it as ah they 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 went in talks and that was it. It's more uh, they've taken a break. You mean a chance to see actual old man Logan Hulk versus Wolverine? Dude, you say say that, that that. might be on the table. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know. I saw your preemptive head shake, Ed. I don't, now, I don't (laughs) know. Oh, here he goes. Now, 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 here's the thing. Again, (laughs) I don't think that at all that that would mean, like, people are like, oh, I'm going to get a chance to see, you know, Hugh Jackman in in Avengers. I think that ship has sailed. I think, again, if they do it, they're not going to. What did Hugh say, though? Hugh said that he probably would return. If he was come out of retirement, if it goes back into the MCU, that's what he said, didn't he? I'm just paraphrasing. I don't know. We'll have to fact check on that. Can we get a fact checker? Oh, that's right. We don't have fact checkers on the show. Um, but <laughs> um, I don't know. I I would say he's getting older. All of them. It's like people. Some people are like, oh, if they did that, they'd have to bring back all the original cast members. It's like I love Pat Stu, but. Some of these are 20 years. Yeah, it's like know. it's been a long time. Seems You're like not going to see 2000s. that. And uh, exactly. So like uh, and again, the opportunity is just too big to do something new. Again, all of this is speculation if it were to happen. Which at, as of right now, it has not happened. We don't know what's going on, but an interesting thing is that, you know, I've read some speculation about like why are we even hearing about this? Yeah. One side or the other had to leak this out for a reason. Is it was it Fox to get to you know to raise stock prices, which is what has mm-hmm. happened? Was it right. Disney? I don't know. Or to get the fact the that we're learning about it says that it's probably something it. that yeah yeah there's there's still there's still some gas in the tank on this that it might happen. But uh, for us fanboys, 
it's great for the wider media world. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe not so much. Maybe, maybe Disney is is absolute acquiring power. Too. Sorry, sports fans. Absolute. Sorry, sports fans. Sorry, you uh, sports fans who are into like ESPN and stuff like that. I've never uh, watched it. That again, much. like they would, they wouldn't acquire it. It would Fox would still be a competitor for ESPN Sports. Uh, you know, like I said, there are all sorts of legal things that would have to be, you know, figured out if it went through. But again, right. we're not saying it's going through. We're just giving the fanboy opinion of how of someone. Now, again, I know a lot of people online that are completely against integrating the X Men into the Marvel universe. There are a lot. I think that there's a lot more fans who are like, "Give the FF back." What's the argument keep, there? The argument there for a lot of them is that the, it, just what I said. They're like, you know, competition is good. Variety is good. You know, Disney wouldn't have made, Disney wouldn't have given us Old Man, wouldn't have given us Logan. Disney wouldn't have given us Deadpool. Disney probably wouldn't be giving us a hard-tinged new mutants, you know? V competition and variety is good for the general marketplace. And I understand and agree to a certain extent with that view. There's just the pure fanboy part of me that's like, no, there's something missing and always has been from Marvel on film if you don't have the Fantastic Four, if the mutants aren't there, if Spidey wasn't there. And everyone said, ah, Spidey will never be in the Marvel Universe films. Here we are. It, could we see something like, I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying, I, I, the pure fanboy part of me wants to see the mutants interact and be on. And let's 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 also bring up another point, Ed. Marvel tried to replace the mutants in their cinematic universe with the Inhumans. Oh, and how did that work out? <laughs> I'm surprised that whoever's running the 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 uh, Marvel Entertainment um, TV TV uh, branch division, the, the the same division that's basically giving you Shield, Agents of Shield, Agents of Shield, yes, <laughs> and Inhumans. I'm like, oh. and you know, there are people who are still watching Inhumans. My just grandmother like watched all of it. Just like there are still people watching the Orville. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> Civil By the way, war. that is a cheap shot into our civil war. Civil war. Civil war. Uh, civil war. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that covers that. I, I think that covers that. I mean, again, it's just the pure fanboy in me wants to see it, but uh, we'll see. We'll see where that story goes. Now, onto the land of the ice and snow, where the midnight sun and the hot springs flow. King of the Norse, hammer of the gods. <laughs> Uh, we went to see uh, Marvel Studios' latest release uh, Friday when it opened, Thor Ragnarok, directed by uh, Taika Waititi, mm -hmm. and starring Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston, Tessa Thompson, Mark Ruffalo, Sir, uh, uh, God, who is Odin? Sir, how can I, Anthony Hopkins, and Kate, and a bunch of and other Kate surprises, Blanchett, and a bunch of surprise cameos all over the place. Um, it's doing incredibly well in the box office, and here is our review. It's going to be a spoiler review where we're going to go into every detail that we possibly can. So if you haven't seen it, the production hey, value of one hundred eighty million dollars, and today is and man, did it! It's it looks already it, at um, uh, four hundred thirty-one point one million dollars. Wow! And today is the uh, the seventh of eleven. 
So yeah, and it's like so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, two only five days. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? The the marketing was pretty much it's been it's I would have to say it's sort of um remnant of the Guardians of the Galaxy two um marketing, right? Because Thor and that roommate little bit that they had. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was way before that was already in production. But well, dude, it, it, you 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 hire Taika Waititi. I mean, it's it's he's he flavored it all through even that stuff. There's no you can't tell me that that wasn't come up that he didn't come up with and, those. And this bits. is a big deal. Like we you know like you can't talk about uh, Ragnarok without not talking about Taika Waiki, uh, uh, Waititi. Right. So, and Taika comes from the comedy world, an indie comedy world. For me, he's a, he'll be that guy. Like he's kind of like the third Concords for me, <laughs> right? You know, he's Maury, and like we said in the car, it's like yeah, all Maury's here. They're all sort. They're related, aren't they? And they really are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he brought a lot of people uh, from uh, previous projects into this mm -hmm. movie. Uh, so let's just go around the room. I'm gonna start with Jonathan, um, not being. A Thor guy. Finally, <laughs> finally, review I can participate in. <laughs> yes, what a, yeah. for a little bit of while since you like while. saw whatever. Yeah. So uh, going into this, did you have any like preconceived notions? Did you did you even see the 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 other two Thor movies? I think I have, but obviously did not leave an impression. Exactly. If I think <laughs> is the first words. Um, but you saw the ads and everything for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I so... didn't see that many actually. Okay. Uh, the one or two ads I saw were. From watching maybe another movie before this one came out, okay. um, but I didn't really see it on the internet that much. Okay. I didn't see it on billboards. I didn't see it on the train. I didn't see posters. Where was the marketing? <laughs> Where really, really? Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't, the I marketing didn't. was huge. You just didn't see it. I just, yeah. I'm a blind man. But anyway, like I'm surprised because I, I don't, I don't get to. You saw it everywhere. No, I don't get to go out into the city. Yeah, that's the thing. So like, when was it was all over the subways? It was all over see, TV. So it must have been all over tons Manhattan. Of tons of clips. You see, they don't the, care on, about yeah. Now that that I know, like, like I did course, see, and the... of course, it did gangbusters with the with its trailers. Right. Uh, the, the again, we sang, we talked, we had the lyrics of immigrant song, mm -hmm. which. I, I thought was just going to be in the trailers. We'll get into that later. Right. Uh, but so what did you think of the movie overall? Not not having the background and really like, oh, knowing mm. all the relationships. But the, the basic gist, you'd seen Avengers. You knew right. Loki was I'll give brother. You, I'll give you the, the layman's uh, review real quick. Um, as an outsider who doesn't really know much about the, the background, the, the history, the, the, whatever. I thought as a standalone movie, I thought it was okay. Okay. Um, it was it was a little funny, witty. Um, a the action, yeah, very much so. Uh, the action was pretty good. Um, the CGI was was pretty good. Um, my only critique is is that it was a little long. It felt really? a little long. I, I felt like man, that could have we been were, twenty minutes short. I think we got there at eleven, right? I don't even know. Do you, uh, what's the runtime, Ed? Because um, we got there at eleven, yeah, yeah. we saw like twenty minutes of trailers. Yeah, yeah. And I think I was We're home. Done at twelve thirty. Right? I think I was home by one thirty. Right? You I guys drove me back, and it wasn't that. It was. Uh, we had, you know, we're not far from that theater, so uh, like I know I was like back home at like one thirty. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know. For some reason, it felt, it felt really long. Well, it's not really long. It's it really felt, jam packed. That's two that hours and my, ten minutes. 
Two hours, 10 minutes, right? So it's really a jam-packed movie. There's a lot of stuff in it. It moves, even though a big section of it does take place in only one place, it just feels like, okay, you know, the but it's not busy. Will... It's not busy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's it not, flows. it's it not, flows. it flows. It flows, right. yeah. Because you have, at best, uh, maybe a handful, a little bit more than a handful of, of main characters. Right. You know, and even then, it's like, the main characters are... Oh, so there are a lot of characters oh. in it that are only in it for a little bits, or yeah. they're, you know they're supporting things, really. Thanks okay. for reminding me. Uh, actually, I did have, post, after watching it and thinking about it, Okay, I did have one issue. When they found out, you know, their whole lives have been a lie. You know, like when Thor okay, watches the, right, right. the thing crumble, you know, this uh, mosaic right. or whatever. Very, And very... then the real story is behind it. I love how, like... His whole existence was kind of like a lie, the the backstory, and that didn't matter. Like we're like, oh okay, let's I, move I'm on. gonna get into that. I'm and then, and then they're like, that. and then they just proceed like nothing happened. I'm like, <laughs> dude, you just found out, like your your dad was a big it, fat it, it, liar, murderer that it, you had a sister and you didn't even know about. And that didn't matter. Like, it's, right? It, it, like, it, it, is, it is pretty much like finding out that... It is pretty much finding out, like, as if the Sistine Chapel had collapsed, and there's this whole... And it's Satan uh, there's this, mosaic exactly, behind There's this whole the, other yeah. mosaic, you know, recounting a completely different history of Christianity. That, I thought, was silly, how right, that again, happened. Okay, I will, I I will, I will get in. But overall, you liked the film. You, you, yeah, you, know, yeah, you yeah. thought it was entertaining, uh, which, I, at the end of the day, is really what really matters i guess yeah yeah um, it was an entertaining fun film yes any any that. anything that it was a favorite part for you um who could deny the hulk versus thor scene yes uh, <laughs> which one <laughs> uh, which one? Oh, another critique i had uh helen hella right hella sorry helen kate blanchett she uh can seem to just throw an unlimited amount of swords right why where do these swords come because from? Because she's a goddess of death. She's a goddess. That's is... fine, but like, have other powers. You, your power shouldn't be like unlimited mel- metal throwing. She's Magneto. <laughs> unlimited metal Magne- throwing. Magneto, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, Edward, you uh, you were, uh, you you read the Simonson run, right? That's your, yeah, that's I mean, kind of your basis of Thor. Um, so. The 80s run by Walt From my Simon. background on this, it's that, uh, and I've said before in a show, I'm not a Thor person. Right. Even though, the 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 um, um I like again. Better a bill, that era. One of one of the most memorable things about comic books growing up as a kid is, wait, why are these Asgardians? Two things: the the Asgardians, <laughs> they they they've got machine guns, all of the brave, and and the Warriors Three, like you know, this, uh, like you said, the 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 Walt Simonson run on that, right, you right. know, and Beta Ray Bill that because Beta Ray Bill was just ubiquitous. Well, again, that point. that whole run was a big deal. Right, it was. It had you know, Walt Simonson had basically taken Thor from sort of a middling title, mm-hmm. and he was its Chris Claremont. He raised the bar on everything, and and it's and, brilliant stuff. I recommend it. And, anyway. and guess what? As a kid, I I didn't really have interest in that. You know, because the because the cosmic. I, I guess it's because, um, or maybe it's just my personality. Uh, I didn't really care for the mixture of the superhero the, the superhero stuff with the cosmic stuff I, right. that's why i never really what i never never got into the silver surfer okay um but again like the that the beta red bill that was all over rom 
That was <laughs> okay. all over the place. All right, so now, but, but having that as your background. Okay, so as that so background, coming, moving uh, on. So so coming that into the Marvel Universe version. I, like I said you before. Weren't, you weren't a big fan of the first one, I know. Not a fan of the first one, not a fan of the second one. Mm -hmm. If anything, and you and I, we've had discussions yes, yes. about this before. Um, I found the first two movies were very flat, but... The, this one, as soon as we start, we sat in the theater. Mm -hmm. I could mm -hmm. not stop laughing. Right. Okay. So um, with that, that gets a huge plus on me. But you know, at the same time, you and I, we we discussed it, and it's like I hope, like, and you right now, it seems as if that's the big discussion right now about this movie is, and I've seen I've seen memes. Is it is Thor Ragnarok? A good movie because it's funny, or is it because it's a good movie that is funny? You know, um, definitely going to get into that, right? So that's something that um, I, you know, I have concerns about. Yeah, I will say this much: in the theater, you look like you were having a good time. Dude, you were laughing your. You want to talk about a favorite scene? <laughs> and you, oh, this is a spoiler. Yeah, spoiler people. Spoilers all over. So, um. Thor gets back to Asgard, okay, and he finds that oh, Odin is <laughs> Odin, quote unquote Odin. Given the given the way uh, Thor the Dark the, World there's ended, there's peace in all of the all the realms, you know, and and there's Odin there, and he's somehow uh, watching a, uh, a a faux one act play where a recap a recap of, of the everything that has happened of the Dark World, <laughs> because by then Loki's dead, right? Okay. So here's Odin, and he's watching someone play Thor, someone play Loki, <laughs> someone play Odin, and you and I we go, "Who's oh my God. that actor? <laughs> Who the wait? Is that Matt Damon as Loki?" And well, then the rundown is that the fake Odin in the play <laughs> is Sam Neill. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that. Like I'm sitting across, like just next to you. And we're laughing, and you go, that's Sam Neill. And I, I didn't register. I'm like, why did they say Sam Neill? Oh, my gosh, that's <laughs> Sam, Sam Neill. <laughs> Which, you know, had been re had been revealed earlier on that he was going to be in the movie, and everyone was like, See, I didn't oh, he's the that. voice of Surtur. He's some other character. He's Balder the Brave. And it's like, no, Taika Waititi's just, you know, pulling, yanking our see, chain. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see well, you know, I, like, all yeah, that, yeah. that kind of that marketing with Sam Neill right. was and just then, oblivious. And then, but then I, I go, revealed to you on the car ride, <laughs> which is that so... You know, the big one is Matt Damon as Loki. So we were like, oh, my God, that's Matt Damon I'm as like, Loki. like, who is that as, uh, as Thor? But Thor was actually played by, by the lesser Hemsworth by brother. The, the third Hemsworth brother, Luke Hemsworth. <laughs> and I'm like, so it's okay, all in the family. Got to keep it all in the family. <laughs> but then, and it's a great scene. It's a fun, it's a funny, this fun is what scene. I'm telling yeah. of telling friends. Go watch it because there is a kind of a Jurassic Park Reunion here. Uh, uh, it's a, yeah, oh, right, 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 right. The uh, uh, 10 gold blooms out of uh, 10. It's highest gold blooms. Uh, um, now, and I said, I said, did you see, did you see, did. yeah, I know. Did you see the James Corden thing? And you go, oh, you mean th Thor, Thor Ragnarok Thor 4D? 4D? <laughs> Where where Goldblum comes in on some sort of multicolored scooter <laughs> for some reason. Uh, but okay, but getting back to the film, so. You you were enjoying the comedy and all the other aspects. Uh, it does you, you thought it flowed well. You liked the character stuff, right? You know, but Hulk, then of course Thor, it does get into the Marvel pro villain problem, which is like you know, okay, um, the, the the story of Hela, 
the really, I mean, aside from the fact that, spoiler again, she's Odin's firstborn. Right. right? She's basically the, the, uh, uh, the, the heir to the throne of Asgard. But of course, that doesn't happen, which we'll get to, we'll, which we'll get to later on. But uh, one more because thing, though. Asgard is a people. That's Not true. a place. Not a place. But one one more thing though about the marketing right. is that um, watching Jimmy Kimmel mm-hmm. and the cast of Thor on Jimmy Kimmel because you know Jimmy Kimmel's on ABC and it's a it's all Disney, Marvel yeah, tie exactly. And you go okay, so um, why is Matt Damon crashing this party? And I couldn't figure this out. Like is this like and you some get sort our of scam within the first? No, 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 there's a, there's a long running joke between Kimmy Jill yes, and Matt Damon exactly. as well. But again, I'm like, why? This is a Thor. This is a Thor. Why this here. in particular? Yeah, why yeah, this in particular? Yeah, yeah. And of course, you get your answer here because he's, you, he's Loki. But like okay. for years, he would he would always end the show, and he's like, "Sorry, Matt Damon, we just didn't have we don't have the time." time. <laughs> and he gives it this <laughs> look. Like, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so now, um, anything anything else that sticks out to you about the film? Anything good points, bad points? Anything you'd like to? Um, yeah, man. Where was the where was the the uh, the Infinity War tie-in aside from actually seeing the, well, the Infinity Gauntlet? The, the, ga- the gauntlet. Yeah, well, uh, because I think we that were expecting that in the post. In the post credits, yeah, don't get me started on the post credit thing. You know, I so it's like there, like I read, and also the eye patch, the biggest one of the biggest kept secrets. And one of the best parts of the film for me. We were talking uh, on the car right over, and I said, "You were asking, oh, have you seen any clips from Justice League?" And I said, "No," and I and I gave you my spiel. I'm not, I didn't watch any clips or behind the scenes or anything for Thor Ragnarok, and I felt it enhanced my viewing. I'm not watching any extra clips other than the trailers for for Justice League. Same for Star oh, you Wars. Will. But you will. But you will. I you have to will. give it to them in their marketing because that whole thing with the eye at the in the finale of the film, there's this big giant battle. Yeah, all uh, four of them and, on and, the and, Rainbow you know, we have, Bridge. We have Valkyrie. Like... We have Hulk. We have Thor. We have Loki taking on Hela and her forces. And during the fight with Hela. In in something that I think is a kind of departure for a Marvel um, movie, it gets really brutal. And in the middle of the fight, Thor, Thor loses, loses his, his eye, eye just <laughs> as his father had lost his eye. Yeah. And um, oh, she cut his eye out. She too? cuts his eye out, right? So but Odin's eye too. Uh, no, not this. No. I'm saying, but that Odin only had oh, one eye. That's classic mythology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, in mythology, Odin he sacrifi- loses his eye. To he, the he sacrifices his li- his eye f- to to gain essentially uh, the ability to see the future. And you know, a second sight, that sort of thing. Um, but in and again, in this in this film, no one sees all besides Hemdel. Hemdel. Hamdel. Yeah, whatever. Hamdel. Wait, can we do uh, shameless uh, marketing right now? Can you take a sip of your? Uh, no, let's not uh, do uh, any shameless. And right, right in front of here, right in front of the camera. Thank you. There we go. Okay, you, Diet Pepsi. All right. So. <laughs> no pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, he loses this eye in the final in, in the finale of the of the film. And it's they kept that close to the vest because a lot of those shots were in the trailers, were in the ads, and he does not nope. have the lost eye. No. Nope. It is so that I love again, that's a part of the me. Is that but CGI even, post? Probably. Yeah. But even the leaked um Infinity War. Yeah, um, that was the um, other thing. Which, which that tells got, you that right? it is the CGI post because he, he everyone saw this Comic Con, you know, sneak peek. Because it starts, it starts with uh, basically Thor, the, you know, uh, getting the, into, we'll get the, into the, that the Milano, the Milano, and flying into space, and then Thor, like 
He smashes like a bug, right in. Like a bug on a windshield, like, a like you know, windshield. is there. And you see, you saw Hemsworth, and he did. He had both right. eyes. So obviously, there, there's something that's going to be, you know, changed around but in the post production. Question: Didn't Loki steal like the the Codex or something? The, the or, Tesseract, yes. The Tesseract. Um, yeah. I think that that is going to be what what happens. I think yeah. that that will. But I'll, I'll talk about that. Um, a, a little later. So, uh, anything? Any other uh, reflections on? No, the no. Film? Let's hear what you have to say. Okay. Then we'll get. Into, <laughs> then we'll get. Then we'll get into. I thought he just gave his review. No, I did not give my review. Oh, I didn't even then? start. No, okay. No. He's gonna take a little, take a swag. He's taking a sip of his. I gotta like, take a sip of tea because here. I'm gonna have to motor mouth this here. All right. I loved the first Thor film. I absolutely adore that film. It gives me. Uh, flashbacks to the Donner Superman film. I think it's very charming. I absolutely agree with anyone who says, well, the worst parts of the film are the Earth part. Not the worst, but I understand not liking that. And I, too, won a Thor film with a lot of scope. I love the character. Um, I think to a certain degree in the Marvel Universe, they they kind of nerfed him power-wise. But there were a little, he was a little more deadpan, right, in the first ones? Well, again, it's, it was it was more the noble prince yeah. Who's, you know, a uh, fish out of water. But he was a little uptight, right? Again, it's the yeah. noble prince, sort of a fantasy warrior character. Whereas the development has been to make it's him more, more, more dude bro. And he <laughs> is as dude bro as possible in this film. But and less again, than Aquaman. But again, more <laughs> that is Taita Waititi. That is Marvel wanted a fun, accessible Thor film. And this is a fun, accessible Thor film. It starts out with already... You know, Thor being very funny, he's in a cage, he's with Surtur, but I think the first 10 minutes of this movie sum up my issues with it, because I love the first 10 minutes, but I also have some problems. First off is, Surtur, as a, if you're a Thor fan, is a gigantic villain, and in that first 10 minutes... A flaming, a flaming loincloth, Miguel, flaming loincloth. He's a huge villain in the <laughs> Thor mythology, Right. And I think that I'm not alone if I'm a Thor fan out there who is like, whoa, why are, why are we playing up so much humor in this scene? Why is he being made? Because, of course, humor is the death of dignity. And so, you know, this whole like, oh, Thor's in chains. Like, hold on, hold on. I, I got I to swing around to the other side there. Now, granted, I think that they sort of redeem it, but that was sort of my issue in a nutshell. That first, the first scenes are fantastic. The battle, Thor looks amazing. Waititi does the action dynamic. He's his strength, all his powers. But there is literally like a joke every couple of seconds. <clears throat> There's, you know, uh, Scourge. Which, by the, the way, I have a response to that, but go on. Scourge the Executioner. Um, you know, this character that has a lot of pathos in this great ending, he's. There's great stuff. But. In the forefront, in my opinion, is always the humor. And the other aspects are not really given as much room to breathe because of that. And I don't think the film would have been any worse off if you had cut out, like, half of the jokes. That isn't to say All the straw man argument is always, well, you, uh, what do you want? You want these things to be uh, funeral dirges? Is that what you're looking for? Is that what you're looking for? Is this a Batman Superman thing? It's like, no, no. Funeral what it is, is it, what it is, is that, as I've said before, one, I don't go to these things to laugh. Mm -hmm. I, I, if it's an incidental flavor, 
that enhances the experience. Like I would say the script for Avengers was, well, Whedon didn't with the first Avengers film. That's fine. I think that over time in the Marvel films, it's fine for Spider-Man to be a really, really funny movie. That's what I want and expect. But now it just seems like they just put it into almost everything. I think um, the Cap films <clears throat> have been the ones where they've kind of held back because of the nature of the character. And I'm thinking pretty much like the Black Panther film is also going to be pretty dead serious. Um, with Probably with some humor, but not. it's not going to overwhelm it. Everything else it feels like. And that is one of the things. The jokes all work. The jokes all work. They all land in this film. It's the cure is great. YTD delivers on that. I'm not sure it was necessary. And I do think that it suffers dramatically because of that. Mm -hmm. Because all the things that we're going to talk about in terms of, uh, uh, you know, oh, uh, well, you know, maybe this didn't register. Ah, uh, maybe these characters needed a little more meat on their bones. If you, <clears throat> in, if you had not put humor as such a focus and spent more time on that, problems are solved one of the biggest things is of course every a lot of people and rightfully so are saying oh man hella is one of the better marvel villains my answer to that is kate blanchett is one of the most talented actresses in the world mm -hmm. she can make anything work and she is great the presentation is great the um the effects for her i and felt she the evil and she I felt I'm and like, she wow, chose, that's a bad she she choose scenery with the best of them, she she's some great tasty ham. But you pointed out <clears> what <throat> you said. Here is this suddenly that this reveal back, of this the reveal, backstory. The backstory that, it's not very well developed. That it, sucks. it feels very perfunctory. And if but she ends up being just sort of deal. in the background, yeah, why it should that, be a huge deal. Why was and that it should nothing, be in her know? character yeah, yeah. and her motivations. And instead it's just like she shows up very audaciously, wonderfully, great opening scene to introduce her, and then she's just kind of in the rest of the film. Then it's kind of, well, this this kind of happens, that kind of happens, and there's not much else. There's no there's no weight to the revelation. There's no weight to what she what the history of Asgard is and Odin and all that. It just kind of it just kind of happens. Ed is waving because he he has he has a counterpoint to give here. All right. Well, so what's your I counterpoint? Don't, well, I'm just saying I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you. Again, this is the Marvel problem, right? This is the the problem with their villains is that they the villains tend to be very flat. And they don't um, like them to overshadow the heroes, the who are the yeah, who are the bread and butter of right, the franchise. Right. right. Now, here's the thing though. Um Chris Hemsworth decided, he said that going into production with this, he said that he was kind of bored of Thor. And wasn't Who wouldn't really... be after that second movie? And but that's what I'm saying. It's like, now you enjoyed the first and second movie. No, 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 Ed. I you, hate you, the second movie. Oh, you had this, I hate you the second this, movie with the passion of a thousand you, But songs. you enjoyed the first one. I love the first film, even though I know that it's kind of... Um, it's a little bit low-balled from what Thor should be. It's not as which epic I'm, as it could be. Which I'm very surprised because it is by far, uh, in a my A lot of people opinion, think it's we it's one of the weaker of the first It is the, the weakest entry. link of, uh, but in, see, terms, in terms what of is the, it, the What does it give us? The first film gives us Hemsworth as Thor, who fills that role out and is wonderful. Fine. It that's gives him. us Tom Hiddleston's Loki. That's him. And he's fantastic right. in that first film. The Loki, Odin, Thor stuff in the first film works gangbusters. And but guess what? That's like reverberates through the Marvel Cinematic Universe to this day. But guess what? That's like saying, you know, um, I've got 
I've got a Megatron action figure, and I've got like you know like the the the, the Metroplex like um um, um okay. uh, toy set, right. and we're just gonna put it out in the middle of nowhere. And that's exactly what they did. They took some really great stuff, and they put them out in in the, in, in in. I'm not following you whatsoever. I'm saying they put them out in the middle of nowhere in Mexico, and that's what the story was. It was just like you know, um, Hemsworth, who by the way nails it as Thor. Yeah, yeah, Hemsworth again, but. Because of look, I'm saying, you, and that's you, why you just it's said a really... before about about the villain things. Loki is you, Loki is incredibly integral into that first film, and he's a great Marvel villain. They give him time. But, they but develop see, that's a him. Thing. The story is so flat, and but so yeah, I again, I, 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 mean, would t- I can't I'll even watch that movie. To you both, okay. I'll phrase this question to you both. Do you feel like the first Thor and the last Thor are almost two different characters? Yes, and that is also somewhat of my issue because. I get, like you said, that Hemsworth was, was uh, tired of playing Thor the way he was playing it. They want to up the, the the stakes. Hemsworth is coming into his own as a comedic performer, so I understand him wanting to stretch and do something different. But there is this sort of sense of like, but like I, you don't feel like there's continuity in here, character. Dude, I think that like, he was a like, little again because yeah. they played up the com- comedic aspect. He is a little too dude bro for my own taste. But here, here's. If you, you know were what to, I mean? It's I can like, collapse the entire first Thor movie into one particular scene, and that's him like in the drenched in the rain, and he's trying to pull the hammer. It's one of my favorite scenes. It's it, an it, amazing yeah. scene. You're right, and that's that's it's, it's that, emotional. Right. It's a and that I only just lasts go for home. about two minutes. Whoa! No! Then, no! 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 And no, then no. everything else first, you have first off hanging again, out with a bunch of scientists. No way, Ed. We have again all of the beginning stuff on Asgard, all the drama of Odin and Loki. You get uh, all of Loki's backstory about him being the child. Tell me, you know, when he's in when he's in the chambers with Odin. That's dramatic. Again, Thor on Earth, his you know you know Which being is... arrogant and then becoming and then uh, you know the realization of how, what he's lost and he's maybe maybe not going to be able to come back. Uh, Odin on Asgard in, in the sleep and then Frigga turning the 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 the, the throne over to Loki. There's dramatic meat in the first Thor film. Galore. Yeah, not enough. Not enough. Why? Because they and wanted to. They wanted to spend, or not spend and spend the time um, talking about. Hey, I'm just gonna hang out with uh, with Selvig and Jane, who, by the way, is is uh, again. I I I, I compared to compare be, compared because to Donald Blake stuff. Compared did not, to Ragnarok, though. All of that stuff, all of the drama is given the space to actually have some weight. And ladies and gentlemen, Whereas, we came out of the theater and Miguel yeah. was, you, you, were, you were sort of just about, you know, you were just getting um, heaved up about this. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, sun's getting low, big guy. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay but, this is, but this is my thing. This is, again, this is the thing. Because this, this affects not only Thor in the film. We've already mentioned they don't give the weight to, to Hela. As full as it should be. And so there's not a lot of time. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing. I'm wait, not disagreeing. And the co-star of, you know, the guest star of the film, Banner. Banner has a whole arc in this, right? Which is, he's been the Hulk apparently I've for two years. for two years, yeah. Um, with no, with the backstory, like, with, what? He hasn't, again, how did he get there isn't quite well explained, yeah. really. But then there's this whole middle arc where he transforms back to Banner, mm-hmm. Right. And what do we, what do we, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, if I transform again, I don't know if I'll be able to turn back. And then 
in the big finale, there's this whole like sacrifice play he makes, which is played for laughs, literally. Yeah. I'm not saying that that wasn't funny. Banner making the decision, jumping onto the <laughs> Rainbow Bridge, and just splattering like a fly. We saw that coming from yeah. All right, <laughs> okay, but... So you'll get to see who I am. But again... Splat. <laughs> but again, that's the issue, is that it was just like, it barely registers. Like, mm -hmm. his whole, like... I've been the Hulk for two years. I don't, I don't know, know if, I, if I can ever be. Here's normal this big again. sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I go and do it, so That's it doesn't have any yeah. weight when he does it. It is literally there just is some for there is some weight because we know we kind of we kind of know. And I, I might be able to understand the reason why why Taika decided to do that. Like like again, why introduce that subplot if it's gonna be so you know undernourished? Mm -hmm. If you're not gonna give it its time to you know well yeah because again why because. Oh, we got to get to another joke. Uh, we got to well, get to another joke, and we got together. You brought up a great point, which is like, you That's know, um, do we want to see uh, Taika handle the, a sequel to this? I'm like, no. The way he handled this one. However, you said. I want to see Taika Waititi handle. Handle World War Hulk. Or, Hulk or, not World War Hulk. 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 Hulk any That's kind great. of Hulk movie. Um, but mm -hmm. what, if he, what if he went back and, and decided to do a World War Hulk story? That would be phenomenal. I think that would that would work. Again, it, it but would it be something that like this? Would it be are we going to give Banner's tragic, Banner's pathos? Are we going to sacrifice that because we got to work in we got to work in some humor because we have to. That's my that's my issue. Now, again, that this all sounds super negative on my part. I enjoyed this sounds movie. getting low big guy. I enjoyed this movie um it's an action romp. The things that they introduce mm -hmm. again, it is fun. It's really funny. The jokes all really land on a production value level. Oh my lord! Everything looks gorgeous. The special effects, like yeah. you said, you know, th the introduction of Hulk in the arena and the fight they have. This, as a fan of Thor, is the Thor I've been wanting to see on the big screen. Some kick butt. You know, a, a big part of it is getting rid of the hammer because I think, you know, Thor in the comics, Thor in mythology is a powerful Superman level. He is a planet buster kind of dude, right? So, like, I don't think that was ever really has Realized. ever come across well in Thor 1, Thor 2, or his appearances in Avengers. There's a lot of hammer work, but there's not a sense of, like, no, Thor can lift up a tank and rip it with his bare hands. There's a little of that in Avengers. We see that he could easily like well, take you're out able to Tony take Stark if he wanted to in the armor. If you're able to go hand mano a mano with the Hulk. Right, exactly. Right. And that's what they do. You know, again, even in a guess, even but, in Yeah, a, you go <laughs> I walked out of that and I go, dude, what what so he's so uh Goldblum's managed to put these little little things okay, on the next. That, that, let me get a little yeah, that 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 was a whole thing. <laughs> There's a whole section in the film which is a which is a payoff. Uh, that from Avengers uh, Age of Ultron, you know, Thor has this vision, you know, Hamdale is like, you're a destroyer, Odinson. And of course, you know, the big denouement of the film is that Thor has to, he has to destroy Asgard to save Asgard. In right? France, in French, we call it denouement. And, and he uses <laughs> his, his, uh, this inborn power we see, mm. uh, which still isn't enough to take out his his sister. What are you? What are what? Of, what kind of god are you? Exactly? What are you? The god of again? God and he's the god of mother effing thunder, brother. <laughs> All right. However, you and I had this whole thing where there's this this <laughs> con, this, this controller disc, and it's like, 
Don't shock me. Don't tase me. Thor literally has a line. Me, Don't tase me, bro. Almost in it. <laughs> right? Uh. And I'm going like, wait a minute. All right. First off, if he's tough enough to go, how is this thing even embedding itself in his skin? Okay, that's one. Two is... But you think like, the electricity would shock Yeah, it would out. short it out. He's yeah. the god. Why is the god of thunder and lightning getting shocked? I don't... And, you know, online people are making all sorts of excuses. That oh, maybe increase it's his power. a neural thing. What is this like? No, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a silliness. Again, it's a and even the shock thing, which is from the comics. In the comics, the Planet Hulk story on Sakaar was they had these things called the obedience discs. That's how they were keeping them. But... Even that, honestly, is more played for laughs than anything. <laughs> the whole idea of, of of the shock discs on him and everything. Um, I wish they had gone in the comics. In the comics, and all it took is like you know uh, for Thor to to pickpocket Valkyrie and get the control and get right. the control. So in the comics, the idea is that anyone who passes through those wormholes gets like their life force gets depleted to a certain degree. And that's how they explain how in Planet Hulk they're able to enslave the Hulk and also the Silver Surfer, because that's the original Planet right. Hulk story. And so I kind of wish they had gone with that and had been a slow buildup towards Thor, you know, achieving his power. And it's like, oh, no, he's we he's in a weakened state. That's how they can keep him, you know. It's like, even when he was, like, in those, like, chairs and things as, as he was going on to meet the Goldblum's Grandmaster, I'm like, shouldn't he just be able to just bust the hell out of there? I mean, we saw him, like, throw a guy, like, a couple of miles when they yeah, tried to, yeah, you know? Yeah, so it's like, right. there are these inconsistencies, again, and inconsistencies that if your thought is, let's make a let's make a movie that operates under certain rules, then, yeah, inconsistency matters. If your point is, nah, let's just have a funny scene, it doesn't matter... The rationale doesn't matter. We're just trying to land the joke. Well, that's what you start to. And we see in. that we see that in the post credits, right? The second post credit is like, um, no. don't go, get grandmaster. The first, first post credit is obviously a lead into Infinity worth War. Worth it, right? We have Asgard gets destroyed, which is another part that again I'm like, so that ship contained everyone who lived in Asgard. <laughs> It, so, like, Asgard, the population They're is, immigrants. Like, is Get is, it? They're immigrants. No, no, no. The Asgard's <laughs> population is pretty much what would fill up, like, All a, white immigrants. Uh, the, no, Hemdale. No, no. Hemdale and Tessa Thompson. Uh, but, like, okay, so Asgard's total population could fill, like, a high school auditorium. Is that what we're getting at here? <laughs> I don't... Again... Well, a lot have been killed off. Help. Not enough of them to have been killed off. Yeah. I mean, they we don't even see Hella. That's another thing. We don't really see Hella. Hella kills a lot of people. She kills a lot of soldiers, but like we see in the first Thor movie, we see there's a crap ton of Asgardians. Well, look, going back. Remember, to, she killed all the Valkyrie. Going back to the point killed, is that you know the um, by the second that was the post past, by, the way. by the second post credit, Grandmaster comes out. You know, the 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 the, the citizens of Sakar have have decided to revolt. And he comes, oh, I'm, you know, like, a, yes, revolution. What, what is it? And so, um, and I'm like, wait, that's it? There's no tie-in to, 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 to Infinity War? There's yeah, no that, connection that, to Yeah, that's whatsoever. part of my whole, like, I'm getting tired of it because, like, they did the same thing. It was just another joke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they they did made the, you wait for. Then they made you wait for, and they did the exact same thing in Spider-Man Homecoming. And to a certain degree, maybe even Guardians of the Galaxy, which had like what, like five post-credit scenes. It's like, look, if you're gonna use that to further the story or give us a good stinger to something within, fine. But if it is now just, hey, a we're effing with you. We know you're gonna stay. 
And we're not going to give you. It's like that is what I said <clears throat> when we came out of the th- when we came out, which was this level of putting the focus on humor over so many other things. It's getting. I thought Guardians of the Galaxy one and two was uh, obnoxious. I didn't see either. this took it to eleven or twelve. It I just. It's I disagree on the much. first on on the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Right, but now this but, one, however, but I, the second I, one I you got to admit was a little yeah, joke, sure, joke, joke, sure, joke, that's joke. Fine. Sure, and you know what? And um, again, the they take the whole Marvel villain issue. It's so problematic here. You know, like they give you a little bit of back. They, there is a some hell. It's hell. It does have a back. Again, it's here. it's covered up because it's Kate Blanchett. It's covered up because it's Kate Blanchett. She can read the phone book and it'll be entertaining. Right, right. But when you start to think about it, like like Jonathan pointed out, you start going, "Wow, this 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 is a little weightless. It should have a little more heft to it." I mean, a perfect example of that is the death of Scourge. He's not really all that well developed in 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 these scenes. He has like one scene of like, give, "Oh, we don't know." Hey, he looked, dude. Carl Urban looked great, and Carl Urban could have been. A great version of Scourge well, from the okay, comics. Okay, well, discuss that though. Before, but for the people, for the audience who in the comics do not know the Scourge Executioner that Scourge, who in the comics and is why really is more, he so relevant? He's really more of the Enchantress's right, right hand man. Here they made him mm-hmm. Hela's right hand man, but he he's a character who you know had often battled against Thor, Two had a special axes. axe, battle axes, picked up some M16s from Earth. Um, he's, you know. He was in love with the Enchantress, even though the Enchantress was always trying to get into Thor's pants. But he was loyal to her to the end, and literally to the end, because he sacrifices himself to save Thor and and the rest of the you know the universe in this big battle against these demons. And he goes out like a boss, and like even Thor is like you know we will mention you know I can't I can't pronounce the word, but there's this the name of this bridge, and it was like. All that will be said of the Scourge is that he fought alone on Gilgibrar or whatever with the name of the the, the and like, that is all you know. Again, the whole Viking honorable warrior noble thing. That's what I want from Thor. Instead, what do we get is this sort of half baked like, oh, Scourge, he's not really a bad guy. But you he's see just kinda, why though? He just wants to survive. He gets on the ship. He pretends he's a woman, and then dun dun dun. I can't let this go. I have to do. I have to go out. And it doesn't and totally redeems himself. <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing. And it doesn't <laughs> resonate really because it wasn't given enough time to cook. It's undercooked. But you do that, then your runtime for the movie is going to be about. And I understand. Uh, I'm not disagreeing again, with you. Again, I'm saying I'm what's not the disagreeing runtime with you? if you just, instead of like, got to get a joke, got to get a joke, if we cut out a portion of the humor. And this is the problem. And with- hand that time over to development the, and character and and giving some resonance to the and drama. And this is what you say all the time. It balances it's off. an issue and a problem of in, an embarrassment of riches, right? Where it's like, where it's like, you with know, Marvel dominating the way it is. Well, I'm saying is that so these films can't they afford to give us something? No, no different? hold up, us who are who are us? 
you know, us fanboys. But what about? But meanwhile, what about the, the people? Who it's doing well. You're right. Main, main, the meanwhile, uh, it's uh, it, the what it's made. It's due to because of the uh, of of the common fo- the common folk. Thanks <laughs> you for common non fan folk out there. Right, right, right. Again, again. Thanks I'm for not, pointing I'm at not me. Say, again, again. I, it's working. And I said I enjoyed the movie. It's very fun, but like I want to see what you're. To the I want to see. It is getting right. to the point where I'm. I'm gonna start to be like, I. Because what are, listen, what are, what are because we gonna you, get? With this? What are we gonna Miguel. get to that? Are they here's just the thing. Do this. Here's the are thing. Are we gonna apply this to everything? It doesn't apply. To, it shouldn't apply. I, to I, I didn't get to see this with with my wife. Right. All right. And my wife was like, "Did I even see the last one?" This is her question. Did I even see the last one? I'm like, yeah, you saw the last one. Did I see the the, the other ones? Well, I'm the like, last the last one was the real issue was the fact that it's just I weak, ha- it's weak all over and, I, and the and the villain problem is huge. And I had to well, in the second It's back. funny that you, uh, me, and your wife have the same uh, answer to that. I had to, uh, right. Did we see? Yeah, that? I had I'm to backtrack sure. for her. For yeah. her, right? Which is like, and you know, and that's very, that's okay. Because but you know what, this is a standalone movie. You didn't have to see the other two. No, to, no, no, to no. But this movie. The, for someone who's coming into this and going, should I watch this movie? Should I not watch this movie? Um, my wife is like, so did I watch the last one? I'm like, yes, but uh, actually. He wasn't. Uh, this takes place well, right well, what's, after. What's what's great right about after the, Age of Ultron? Right, did I see? And then her next qu- question was, "Did I see, see Age of Ultron?" Ultron. Like, yes, you've seen Age <laughs> of Ultron. You see how forgetful these. But no, these but become. but is that does this go to strengthen my point, Edward? I, what did Sheep I say? Laughs. What did I say? Focusing on other things rather than developing the characters and giving the drama some resonance means stuff doesn't stick with you. I, the stuff doesn't stick. I disagree. Because this again, will go down. This I, will go down in history as a movie that people will go. I love this movie because it's funny. Right. No, no. Right. And but, that's why. That's but, why it's making the money for, that it's but making. What did I, no. what did that's I, my point. But what did I? But again, you just said because because those previous films might maybe not. It may be one of those things where it's like, yeah, I remember it was really funny. What was it about? Right. I don't know. And it's slowly what getting. Was what, was, what was what was uh, something with the Hulk and the, uh, the yeah they, some uh, sister a friend from work I remember that but everything else is kind of like uh, and again there's stuff that did very well and it resonated with me again you say Thor one doesn't you, you, was not your thing Ed there's a part later on in the film after he loses his eye after they're in space and we're getting towards the end of the film. And they bring up the uh, theme song, uh, theme music from the first Thor movie. Again, okay, I'll, I'll lead this to another another part. There's a part in the film where Thor bangs his father's spear mm-hmm. to draw Hela away from the Asgardians, and it the idea, oh my God, is great. Thor, god of thunder, on the throne of Asgard, banging the spear right. so loudly. Hella can hear it right. from miles away, <laughs> but it's done like this. Yeah. It doesn't, it, imagine that scene just drawn out. I'm not asking for 20 minutes of that. I'm saying, imagine that scene drawn out for a little three minutes. Like she's about to kill. Boom. You see her stopping. Boom. Turning Boom. and walking And back. there's this whole big dramatic I'm thing. I'm not disagreeing. Again, now I, that's a scene. I'm just saying. And, and, and then later on we have 
um, the reprisal of Thor's theme from the first film mm-hmm. as he again on the spaceship has taken over. Right. He, because again, they decide the to, Kirk, they, to Kirk him up. Why? Because he's Kirk, people. <laughs> he's Kirk's dad. No, but the first, again, uh... this does link up to the first film because the first film was all about his worthiness, about becoming king, about his father wanting him to, you know, understand you know, what it takes to be a good and just ruler. And and we'll see to be a better ruler than Odin was. But to not should... to, 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 to be free of the lies and hypocrisy that Odin himself had set up. I do, however, think that that kind of gets lost because, hey, Korg's got to make a funny joke about a dead roach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? In this moment that should be very dramatic in this, wow, here is the arc of this character across three films we're seeing. But not Taito Waitiki as a rock guy has got to make a joke about his dead bug buddy. I, this is my issue. And again, I it sounds like I hate this movie. I don't. I loved so hey, much guy. of this film. The sun's getting low. It's, uh, yeah. The sun's getting low. I loved guy. this film a lot. But th- I do think it's worth having this discussion the in the fanboy world about it. This is, I think no. we're, we're, it's coming to a point where the mass market and for us fanboys, this is where the clash point is, right? You know, it's like, how do you... The four quadrants versus the people who have been longtime fans of this stuff. Yeah. And how do you satisfy both of them when the fanboys are part of the marketing? You know, there's a whole big part of the social media aspect, which is, you know, everyone goes gaga. You know, it's like, oh, just like the comics. And they have us as the fanboys be be the evangelicals for this. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got to see this movie. Oh, yeah, oh, they're basing this on the comics, man. And it's going to be awesome. We're going to be left behind, oh, my, my friend. Yes, we're going to be left behind. behind. Here, here's my thing as a millennial, too, and not knowing too much of the back these, right, these of the, the, the history. Is that um, now you kind of, I think as a general person in, in the population, you kind of view Marvel as like this, just like, oh, it's lighthearted, it's witty, it's funny. Which is funny. Which is the, pro- which is the problem I think Marvel in general will have, because all the movies have it's been. Not, but see, you say that. It's, Guardians it's, of the Galaxy. It's not a, it's so Spider-Man. far not a problem. That is, that, that's something I can't no, deny. But, it, no, but I, I, I'm saying like people now will go to the movie and expect that. And are expecting are, that. They're right. expecting and, that and, and every, At every turn. And now, that's, that's the unfortunate that, part. That, that, right that yeah. you know, I, I, I think they are sort of like, <clears throat> they've decided TV, we're going hard. We're being very much more dramatic. Because like, you know, Netflix and then what, the films like the last are six all. six movies in a row have been kind of that formula. Very, yeah, again, have kind Doctor of been. Strange. Doctor Strange suffering a lot of the same issues. Guardians. Yeah, uh-huh. Again, it worked in Spider-Man. Avengers, it worked this in Spider-Man. And Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. This is seriously um, becoming a big issue for Marvel. Marvel is because they're they're now like the studio that just pumps out these sort it's of comic books. And again, and then maybe that isn't, you see, we say, again, we're saying it, I'm hand-wringing about it. Again, my review in of itself, you know, is this tension of, Oh, I really like this product. And I agree a lot with what you said. I, I, about I really like this product. Comedy. Here are some of the issues that are kind of like mm-hmm. putting a, a bit of a bad taste in my mouth about it, mm-hmm. even though I still really love this product. And by the way, John, in this very interesting, um, you brought up DC and then you just said before about Marvel, you know, oh, it's lighthearted four quadrant entertainment. In the, comics, in the comics, in the, no, no, in yeah. the comics, it was always reverse. In the comics, DC was very, very much positive 
and very fairy tale like. And Marvel was the here's the gritty angst written heroes that we're gonna get into <laughs> behind the mask, you know, Peter Parker and his problems, the X Men and their social issue, Tony Stark and his alcoholism. They've taken completely different turns. They're taking completely different, you know, tacks in the films. In the, in the, in cinema, the films, you know, DC yeah. is, at, you know, so, you know, started out with a sort of like, we're gonna be very, you know, super grounded and we're gonna be super gritty and marvel's like nah we just want to please you know everyone under the sun you know we we just want to hit all the four quadrants make this a family outing and you know sell our toys sell the product well Uh, let me ask you this is so this seems to me that and if we were talking about marvel it's an overarching flavor the the next next to I, I mean, aside from Deadpool, Deadpool is, uh, in terms of comedy, is the closest thing to this. Is this like this? And is... not even because it's like, that's a R-rated yeah. comedy, yeah. right? It's it's a totally different thing. Right. Which gets to what we were saying but, before about that merger issue, because, I you know, would is because Marvel would be seems a, to have uh, like two kind of set patterns right now. But I don't want they I don't want I don't want to have, get to they, that yet. They, they, no, they seem to have the. Captain America and what I think is Captain America Avengers Black Panther flavor of here's, you know, we're going to, you know, this is going to be a fun action. It's going to be an action adventure movie, but we're putting the action adventure stuff at the forefront. And then a lot of everything else, you know, even in places where it maybe not necessarily belongs is here's here's a story very front loaded with with humor doctor strange i'm not sure doctor strange i doctor strange i didn't go there wanting to see a cartoon cape doing you know cartoon stuff yeah well let me ask you okay with deadpool did you feel that that was way too 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 much of a bag of laughs and and no because surprisingly it balanced out a lot of stuff think about deadpool the movie how they actually got you invested in that relationship with Marina Bacaran. They take time, that little funny montage, it's balanced out, but at the same time also, it's Deadpool. It's supposed to be funny. It's supposed to, he's, he's, he's the wisecracking merc with a mouth who breaks the fourth wall. If I go to a Deadpool movie, I'm expecting it to be Again, I, I don't necessarily disagree you agree with you all the way with Ragnarok. You know, Ragnarok is I mean, I don't again, I'm not calling I'm not saying it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know, I'm just saying that that maybe your passions are just because you're so again because you you love Thor. I You're like the Thor, Thor the mythology, person. and I like. But the this... mythology is very separate from from. from... The, I mean, the mythology of the comics. Oh, okay, okay. All right, I love Thor. I love those characters, and I feel that that cast, which let's not even get into how the Warriors Three eat it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and again, oh, by the way, such <laughs> underwhelming about ways that, in this movie. One of the fir- ladies and gentlemen, one of the first things you see in this movie is um, uh, Zachary uh, Zachary Levy. Eats it. Zachary Levy eats it, and then he becomes Ray, Winst- uh, Ray, Ray, uh, Ray Winston's uh, Volstag eats it. Eats it. Uh, you know, uh, Hogan, Hogan eats Hogan it. Eats it. It's like, but okay, about Zachary Levy, he eats it, and of course he, uh, he reincarnates and becomes as Billy Shazam, Batson. Shazam, yes, of course. Right. <laughs> but um, uh, uh, what you were saying is is that like I like I like Thor, and I think that I love this cast. Hiddleston is Loki. Hemsworth is Thor. Hopkins. And I feel that even as good as this film was, they still were kind of underserved 
dramatically and character-wise uh, to, to, you know, to a degree that as entertaining as it was kind of sticks in my craw a bit. And again, as Ed, you know, Ed, Ed's right. Ed is absolutely right. It doesn't really matter to the layperson. They're very happy with the product that, that they're getting. They're supporting it. Uh, I have no idea. You know what, Ed? I'm not going to be surprised. I agree with you. Like, you're a layperson, ruins, and even you're like, why wasn't this? You know, so I'm saying, it, I don't no, think they, I'm saying I realize the there. significance of that scene where Helen uh, reveals the, the alternate. Yeah, the uh, Sistine Chapel Hela. thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, that was supposed to be that should have been huge. earth shattering. Right. That should have been that should have ruined his world, his life, right. everything he believed in, his dad, uh, that right. just passed, and that that scene was ruined by like I don't know. We gotta just move on. Well, what, we well, just gotta move on. There's no time to develop this. There's no time to. There's no time to dwell on this. There's no 100%. dwelling on that kind of that stuff. That scene should have been. Academy Award winning. And and uh, by the way, I don't I don't want to beat a dead horse, yeah, yeah, but yeah, the yeah. scenes with Odin, those those were very dramatic and those were very like and Yeah, th thankfully fun. they the, and and they were, but again, that's also a pretty short scene. You know, it started off with but, with, with a, a lot of gags. Let's remember what was led up to that. <laughs> Thor and Loki come to Earth. Oh, I left dad at this place. Oh, the place is destroyed. Oh, Doctor Strange comes in and all of Doctor Strange's stuff it's joked. It's gag, 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 gag. Great gags, by the way. I've been falling for a half an hour. <laughs> hey, you know, um. Well, you know, like, uh, let's. I, can we move on? Yeah, we're gonna move on <laughs> again, 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 again. I don't want again. I don't want to make it sound like I yeah, hated this movie. I really this enjoyed this film. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Let's give him the a chance low, to say guy. what you liked about it, because you haven't really said anything that you liked. About again, it. like yes. I said, I, 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 I have. A, I think the action is on point. It's, it's a lot. It's, it looks great. Everyone performs really well. You know, in their parts. Again, even with Hella, she, like I said, Kate Blanchett. You know, chooses scenery with the best of them, and it is an exciting lead-in into Infinity War, because mm -hmm. you know it's like okay. I think everyone was like. How does how does Thor end up with the Guardians? And now my other thought is like, wait a minute, we kind of forgot Hulk and all this. What happens to Hulk? I mean, does Thanos show up and just curb stomp both Thor and Hulk to sort of to sort of establish his bona fides in Infinity War? That's going to be a scene and a half. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, very good movie. We've gone over you know our, all of our issues with it. Uh, we're going to move on now to a, a nice little quick mini review of another really uh, great fanboy thing, which this is a sort of like murderer's row that we've got been going on since, let's see, <clears throat> since like Stranger Things dropped. We've got Stranger Things came to us in October. We got Thor Ragnarok. Justice League is around the corner. After Justice League, we get Black Panther. Like it's like. <clears throat> We're 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 getting our fill, and the thing that started off was. Do you understand? Like, as as someone who's trying to schedule these shows, yeah, everything it is sucks hitting for all, us. Everything it is all, everything is hitting all at once. <laughs> we went through a dry period in in August, right? And it was like nothing that. in August. Nothing in August, and then and, now, then and it's I was like, like, boom, boom. Oh, we gotta we gotta we, we gotta we gotta like we have to after we're done here. Yeah. We have to finish up on our Flash episode. We have to finish up on our Aquaman and Cyborg, Cyborg episode. episode right? We got a Batman show coming up. We have uh, um, uh, Soup Show. Soup Show. We got to do the Justice League review. We have the Force Awakens. We have coming the Force Awakens. Oh my God! How could I have forgotten the Force Awakens? <laughs> exactly. It's just like, dear Lord in heaven. And but what kind of started this off was the Netflix is releasing 
of uh, of Stranger Things right before Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, we never really got around to doing a review of, of the first season. We're not going to do that here, but uh, we we binge it. John has never seen the show, right? No, and we did it. We did a show on the first one. I don't think we so. kind of did a mini little thing. Mini it was thing like, hey, yeah. here's our spotlight. Yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a little more, uh, just a little more expansive on the second hey, I'll, season. I'll save you some time and money. <laughs> no, <laughs> quiet. It's Mississippi a bunch Jim. of white kids with a lot of quiet time, Mississippi no, 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 no. and privilege. All right. So um, <laughs> here, uh, well, here we looks, have. The, looks like the folks at back at uh, Hawkins, Indiana, and uh, some really uh, weird no, no, stuff no, is no, happening. No, 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 and these kids grew up to to vote for Trump. Okay. By the way, oh, all right. no, no, just no, so no. you know. Okay, all right. All right. Enough, of, enough of that. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. All right. Now, um, me and Ed are kids of the '80s. We grew up. We we grew up during this period. So, um, I think there's definitely a discussion that could be had about nostalgia about the show. Uh, but let's just concentrate on the story. Uh, this picks up a year later from where the first series uh, season had ended. Uh, the kids are a little older. Uh, it's 84. It's 1984. It's Ghostbusters the is out. It's, it's October. It's the... Uh, uh, Thriller the, is out. The lead up to the, uh, uh, the Reagan-Mondale yep. uh, election. Right. And, you know, we, as, this, as the series began in that first episode, uh, we're throwing a huge curve when it begins, which I really liked. But then we settled in sort of like, you know, hey, where, where's everybody now? What's, 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 what's the deal? Of course, the biggest thing is, where's Eleven? Well, last what, that we what saw. She, what she, you know, last we saw was. Chief, Chief David Harbour, who I want as my own father. <laughs> I wish you were my dad. Right. Um, I, the, the, one of the very last scene is, uh, is, is he leaving, leaves leaving the, the egos out in the, the woods. Egos out, out there. And we find out that. You know, as the kids are preparing for Halloween, uh, that Eleven is still alive. Mm-hmm. She's living with David Harbour as Chief Hopper in the middle of the woods somewhere. He seems to be trying to uh, work out some sort of deal. <laughs> um, uh, uh, and, you know, she's kind of going a little stir-crazy in there. Uh, the first episode introduces uh, some new characters. We get, uh, uh, quote-unquote, Mad Max, a new girl that joins the group. Her brother, Billy, we continue on. And this is the thing um, in a nutshell about the season. A lot of fans online were talking about, well, not everyone. I don't even think it's an overwhelming, but there are a lot of people who were like, ah, it wasn't as, it was a hair's breadth under the first season. It's not as good. And I think the reasoning is because this was a pure continuation of the first season. The first season is the new, rush of fresh, the new, yeah. fresh and there are mysteries. Unexplored, yeah. In all honesty, I don't think this season had mysteries. It was continuation. We didn't, in, nothing absolutely new except for one element, I would say, was introduced. It was just, let's further this world, let's enlarge Yeah, there's it. an exploration into the characters. You get right, yeah. some of the minor characters. Let's take Steve <laughs> Harrington. Right? So, Good old Steve Harrington. Uh, like, he, like, um... He st- he starts off in the first one as like oh you know douchebag high school douchebag number one. He's he's by the end of this he's, he's the like jo- he's the Johnny to Jonathan's correct. Uh, on the show by the end uh, of this uh, uh, Daniel son he's yes. the walk away like he's 
you know, on the cover of GQ magazine. Well, well, he <laughs> sort of has this whole like adventures in babysitting like subplot. <laughs> Um, which I thought was brilliant, was teaming him with Dustin and then making him. No, sort of, my job is to make sure that you kids are all right. All right. Like, all right, wake up, buddy. It's okay. He kick your ass, but it's good. You're gonna be okay. But long and coming. Whereas in the first one, Millie Bobby Brown um, was one of the breakout stars. By by this one, Dustin, yeah, becomes well, like a fan favorite. Well, I, as I said before, it, not just Dustin. I you look at that cast. And everything that they've done. And I say a lot of the young people, because, you know, you got Harbor, <laughs> you got Winona Ryder, and, you know, you've got uh, you know, Paul Reiser, <laughs> you've got Sean Astin, <laughs> all right? And, uh, you know, uh, you know all the, all the 80s feels, thrills to it, but this younger cast, I look at it and I'm going, I am, I am looking at future Oscar winners in the making. I mean, not just Millie Bobby Brown, but I mean, uh, you know, all the all, all the rest of these young kids—they are supremely talented, doing some really, really difficult work. I mean, you have one kid who essentially is possessed by an evil creature, and that is that whole that whole stuff is just—it's chilling. It's very, very chilling. Um, I, I think the Duffer Brothers, who are the creators of the sh series, they kind of hinted at it, and. You know what? I think that if the first season really is alien with the single monster, you know, going with atmospherics, this second season was aliens. Well, it's got Paul and not Reiser, just because it? Paul Reiser was there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I and uh, I did say and, I said, and the fact that one of the kids said, "Hey, stay frosty out there." <laughs> I I said that uh you know, they decided they went all out. Damn. I mean, if the, if this is uh, um, if the first one was a complete nostalgia of of all things eighties, this is like an injection. This of doubled steroids down on it. Yeah, it doubled down on it. Not only do you have Winona, but you also bring in one of the biggest eighties child actor stars of all time, Sean Astin. Goonies himself. Goonies himself. Who, by the way, yeah, who, whom everyone was thinking, I think he's a bad guy. He's too good. There's no way. There's no way. And then. And then he breaks our hearts. <laughs> I can't. Well, he did die in 24. He died in 24, broke our hearts. But here, I think even worse in this time. This was worse because, like, they kind of lingered on his death. Dude, they, they, you made, have no they idea. made sure it's like, maybe he's going to be okay. It's like, nope, they're going like, to town on I'm the watching dead body. I'm like, they're... the scene where, <laughs> where he's hiding in a closet. And and those and those 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 Paul Reiser's those, trying those, to get him out of the those facility. Those monsters are basically like they're outside. Are they going to get him? Okay, it's, run for it. So he makes a run. I'm like, there better be payoff in this. There better be payoff because Winona's at the door. Right. It's okay. just too David Harbour's got an M16. And Louis get that. No. no. But again, like it wasn't just like it was like maybe they're gonna go back for him. Maybe he's okay. It's like no, we gotta see the demon dogs like literally like <laughs> feasting on him. The blood coming out. I was like, nah, Bob's done. Bob's done. Bob's but, done. Bob's but, which, done. Which goes to what I think should should be a recurring thing. I think any character. With a B in their name, <laughs> needs to die on the show. <laughs> season one was Barb, and season two was because Bob. I I I I posted this on my Facebook. Um, and this was like about three episodes in, and I'm like, oh, Sean's got himself a nice, uh, uh got himself a girlfriend, oh, and it's Winona. Hopefully, he'll be in. And season I'm like, three, okay, right? listen, you know, he'll be in uh, season three, Sam Wise one, Captain Jack zero, right? So, 
So we, you know, Sean, Sean, Sean Aston's got himself, you know, like he's, I'm happy for him. I'm ecstatic. Hey, but no, he was, he was happy to get the work. Okay. Yeah. Let's, but then, then throughout, like, if you like, just like any eighties movies, there's going to be some romance, like, you know, yeah. And, and what I found you, interesting in this was that they furthered the Nancy and Jonathan parts by answering the fans <clears throat> outcry for justice for oh, Barb. Well, they furthered that by they furthered that by that was you make your fist when you go justice for just Barb. But I, I was say, I was thinking like you know like were, were, was there something going on between Hopper and and Winona's character you know and Joyce like I don't know I think that that's the obvious endpoint on that one because um, the going back to the Nancy Jonathan thing you know the reporter talks to them and he says let me guess shared trauma. Right. And that's Winona yeah. and Hopper at this point. Um, and they've got nothing but trauma. They've got tons of trauma. <laughs> which, which leads, which again, great season. Um, we're going to get to that one episode that everyone seems to f- be freaking out about online uh, for no reason, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, getting, getting right to the finale of it, okay? Do you, do you have anything you want to say, Clark? <laughs> There's something you want to say? Do you have yeah. something to say? What are you going to say? Um, don't scream. The, you don't watch. Don't scream. Do you have anything yeah. to say? You don't okay, watch. Okay, you don't have anything to say. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know what I. Um. Right. You don't know. <laughs> What's your favorite part of Stranger Things? You didn't see it. Did you see it? I didn't see it before I got. Me and you both, buddy. <laughs> Me and you both. All right. Okay. I've now. I've seen a movie okay. before. Did now. you see Thor? Stranger Things coming. Okay. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Oh, check by, it out. Check oh, it out with Voltron. By the way, this this company called Blog Reviews shared uh, my Instagram pictures of you guys. Oh, oh good. good. All, All right. right. Thank you, Blog Review. Uh, so, getting to the end of Stranger Things, right? Ed, what did you think of that? The the again, where where the show left off. So this is the end of season two. We're going into obviously season three. What did you think of the ending, and where do you think it's going? Well, because I'm going to tie that back. You into mentioned that, that alien episode. and aliens, right? Right. So this stuff is from outer space, right? So I don't know if this stuff is it's interdimensional. Okay. Remember, it's interdimensional. Oh, interdimensional. I'm saying in aliens in terms of the influence, in terms of right down to that whole scene where the army guys get slaughtered is pure. The colonial marines getting their butts kicked. Yeah, sure. By you know, by the xenomorphs. Now, in terms of like the end of the 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 end of the the end of the season, uh, you know, where the characters are, where they're going. What do you think of the end, and where do you think it is going to go? Where do you think it should go? Now, um, well, here's my question to that: Is like, are they going to? Would they go? I mean, because at this point, it looks like there's no doubt in my mind that. Season three is going to get greenlit right away. Oh no! The Duffer Brothers have said that they're on a four-season oh schedule. Okay, they so, got. They, in, in other words, once it became a hit, they mapped out a four-season story. Right. Yeah. So the kids are going to grow up, but yeah, it can't. But not too much. But it can't stay in Hawkins, Indiana, forever, right? Mm-hmm. So, 
So logically, and um, do we want to see like a the new facility mut- is completely closed a now? A new right? mutants thing because Eleven and her, and her and her sister and her uh, sister. And John, he's 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 totally onto it correctly. So, like, do uh, I? Wa- I mean, do I want to see something like that? Sure, why not? But at the same time, the, what's made this series really rich and special already? The characters and the actors—they've really grabbed at you, you know. Again, because we're walking away from. Fan favorite, fan favorites. All of a sudden, yeah, you know, like almost like, everyone. Yeah, everyone is there. You know, I think this season about the only dud was people's reactions to uh, to Billy, the uh, the new like jock jerk on the scene. The I kid- think he was the only one that him and again the episodes that you know we're gonna get into why people had reaction to were about the only things that people have like were super negative on, and I understand the crit- criticism. I think it's a little too intense. But uh, again, where do you again? Where do where do you want to see it go? Well, again, if Stranger Things is, is supposed to be like an '80s homage, all things, I don't know what the next um, transformation like. If it's going to morph into anything from here, um, will it stay in that sort of pocket of '80s nostalgia homage special Netflix series? I don't know. Um, because because this is turning out to be like oh you know like it's it's more than just a freak of the week sort of type of movie now i think your answer lies in in uh where where do i want to see it go i want to see it go maybe put some humor into it um dude no but i mean like i mean wacky humor because you know part of the part of the 80s 80s um uh, uh, part of the '80s genre is that you had pointing out all of the trends and things. Yeah, and, the trends and, is and, like and, you know you have now weird, see, that weird actually, science. Actually, here's the thing: I More appreciate I, I appreciate know. as a as a child of that period. I like that while it is very exacting in its recreation, it doesn't play those things for super kitsch purposes. It's not being, here's nostalgia, remember this thing? It's like, this is just the world that it is in. It's not trying to, like, be like a, a, it's not VH1's, you know, I remember the 80s. It's, this is a story that takes place in this period. I don't know, it's got a a little bit of that. There's a little bit of that, but it's not overwhelming. It doesn't overwhelm everything. Mm -hmm. It's it's appropriate. Mm -hmm. And that's what I appreciate about it a, a lot. It feels, re- and that's why it feels real and not like, here's a story in the 80s, remember the 80s. It's like, no. And I think there are reasons that's they set it in the, the 80s. 80s, not just for the influences. I think that's that there the are, I think that there are issues with modern horror and modern science fiction that kind of get solved the second you place it in a pre internet, pre cell phone world. You know what I mean? Now it's like these characters are oh, separated in the woods. There's no. It's like they're really separated. There's none of this like, hey, we're separated. But now, now let me call them on well, the we, cell phone. Well, we see that because let me, them, let, me get, them. let me get an Uber here, but and dude, we're gonna get out of this situation. Yeah, There's none yeah. of that. We see that like you know in the penultimate episode, they don't see Eleven until like the you know. Until okay, the next, let me get to, let, let me to get to the that. End. The you know a lot of people complained about the episode where Eleven go, takes her trip, the sort of side uh, mission, the New Mutants episode, right? Uh, which is very you know if 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 our little group is the Justice New League, Mutants. all right, Eleven is their Superman, right? So you can't get the group in trouble 
if you know they've got a telekinetic mutant who can pretty much handle most anything that's thrown her way. <clears throat> so you got to take your strongest member off the board, like in a Justice League story where it's like, eh, we got to get Superman, the, Mar the Manhunter, and Green Lantern out of here, because otherwise, what? yeah, everyone combined, is, it'd be easy to take them out. So they give Eleven this story. The season began with this revelation of number eight. We realize that Eleven is one in a line. And, you know, the assumption at the time when, you know, when the first season was around was that, oh, yeah, it's just 11. Here now it's like, wait a minute, there are other numbers. We know at least one has escaped like 11. Are there more? And this is, this leads into the ending of this, of the, of the, this, the finale is beautiful with, you know, kids at the winter dance and like, where is this going to go? And of course we get this shocking revelation of the mind flare, the, the big evil in the other dimensional, you know, underside. And my view is people criticized the, the season because it was like, oh, it's retreading a lot of things. I can see that. And I think that that would be a valid criticism if season three is the other, the, un, you know, the, the, the upside down is trying to break through again. The mind flare is back. Here's the, ta ta ta. I think what, what they should do is use that mini X-Men episode where we introduce eight as a sort of... To open up a whole new... To open up other avenues. Explore the, 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 what came out of Hawkins, that Hawkins facility, other than the upside down. Sure. You know? Give us... Num tell us the story of numbers one through ten. By then, though, like, you know, you might be looking at the death of this particular series though you know again it's only again it's not they're yeah. only doing four seasons yeah uh, but like make that season three mm -hmm. make season three about exploring those characters they they tease maybe modine's character is still alive i think that's pretty huge mm -hmm. that can fill off a search like that can be your arc for season three have the have the upside down I now stuff. Do not trust the intentions, intentions of, of Matthew, Matthew Modine. Modine. <laughs> <laughs> have the upside down be percolating in season three, but not the forefront. And as I mentioned before, you were saying, you know, what else? What where else can we go nostalgia wise? It's it's a, we know nope. that in fact the truth is, the Soviet Union at the time was working big time into the paranormal. They went whole hog into psychic research. My concern about what you're... So, so I think that what they should do is bring in some Cold War. You know, it's going to be 85, 86 maybe. Shall Cold we, War wasn't... Shall we play a game? Yeah, exactly. Right. Cold War wasn't over yet. There's still... So but again, bring my concern, Hawkins into that, you know, or take them out of Hawkins see, that's the thing. and get them involved somewhere else. And there's my concern is, you know, it's for the sake of the narrative it's nearly impossible to have oh next thing you know uh the, the kids they're gonna be in they're taking a trip to russia no this doesn't have they don't have a blackbird they're not the x-men you know ed they're not i I've, I've i've got the solution for you right there <laughs> what's the solution field trip or better yet here's the thing um there's there's a a, 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 a <laughs> dimensional portal that takes them to wherever they need to go Nah, now that's too that's too far for me. Oh right, because yeah, yeah, aliens, yeah. because I know. because this sort of stuff is <laughs> too that, Demogorgons and the under and the upside down. You're cool with that. Yeah, you're cool right? with that, that. But just but, uh, but no, I think it would be too because again, one of the things we discussed, you know, uh, before was the idea of like 
Well, you can't have the mind flare at some point in this story break through the portal and like destroy Hawkins. That's too big for what they've set up. You know what I mean? The vibe is very much X-Files. It's very much, this is all kept under wraps. So the idea that well, not like, anymore because you know it it, it closes with uh, the whole like the news media going. No, but the news reader the wasn't given the whole story, right? I'm right. saying it is but, it is covered up. But they did say like you know like things have been shaking up and at the town of Hawkins, Indiana, the place where nothing happens. Nothing happens. Know? But that's again that's my point is you can't suddenly have. The kids have access to another dimensional portal <laughs> that brings them around the world. It's too much. It's too much. It's not. I do know this much that once season three hits, it's going to be another crazy Winona like scene where this is one of she's going to be no. like, yeah, like, I, this is one of my issues of the retreading because there is this sort of like, there is this sort of like, uh, Winona as crazy arts and crafts mom. <laughs> oh my god! You know I've got to draw I've something, got to draw something on, you know, and put it up on the wall. Or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know, like. It's it's it does kind of feel like they've got to move beyond that, and it also does feel, in my opinion, I mean I I don't know that uh, there were certain things elements in this season two that were just like, hey, that we had this idea in season one, we couldn't do it, we couldn't fit it in, so let's let's just. Let's just roll it over into season two and like, you know, fit it in that way. So I, I that's what I, I would like to see some furthering of all those things. And the ending of it does seem like it's like you said, I think Hopper and Winona's character. I think they I think yeah, they are yeah, going to yeah. get together. I think we're going to see, you know, we saw Lucas and Mad Max hook up. Uh, we see, By the way, folks, if you haven't seen it yet, I put out an Instagram out there. <laughs> Mad Max commonly refers to Lucas, uh, Lucas as Stalker. Right. So I put out a mem, and uh, one of our, our friend of the show, Pete, is like, huh? Like, you know, why is there, like, who's this guy? Like, why is he, what's, why is Lucas with Stalker from G.I. Joe? From G.I. Joe. And I'm like, well, because the one Lucas black grew- character is called <laughs> Stalker. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas is going to grow up to be, to join an elite American <laughs> special force, right? Uh, so. By the way, by the way, that is, there are, um, I think for all our, oh, oh, we love the nostalgia. There are some anachronisms, I think, in this. I don't think that that Queen song was released in 84. Uh, I don't think that the term stalker was a in common use for kids in 84. I don't think we really. Oh, come got, on. No, no, I do. I, I think that that term, I don't think was a widely disseminated through the media until maybe a few years later. But that's, that's a nitpick. That's a nitpick. Yeah, yeah. That's a nitpick. Uh, but yeah, that's where I want to see the show go. I'd like to see the Soviet thing possibly explored. I want, I would love a whole season just exploring. In a version of nuclear war. I don't get it. You, this plays into the, um, perfectly with the trope that, of what's going on right now. We're on the brink of World War um, Three, if you guys okay. don't remember. But, All right. But what do you but mean? If, if the crew manages somehow, just like the way, um, in, like in war games, the whole point of season three is an aversion oh, an aversion. Of, oh, yes. Okay. So trying to stop they're in Indiana. Nuclear, arm, uh, nuclear, nuclear arm again. Okay. Uh, which, which, you There's know. plenty of silos, missile silos let's, all let's, over the let's, place. Let's, let's, again, what I would like to see, given that sort of X-Men episode expanding the, expanded the mythology, would be one of, one of Eleven's powers is remote viewing. She literally looks at a picture mm-hmm. yeah. and it, why can't. Is she the only one in the world with that power? We already know that other powers are possible. 
You know, eight doesn't have the same powers as eleven. What if there's a what if there's a group of remote viewers over in Russia who have seen all that's gone down in Hawkins? Yeah. All right. And they want to investigate. They want to do this. They want to clash. They want to bring eleven over there for whatever reason. Do we do we want to, by the way, um, do we want to know more about you know, at the end when Eleven is is sort of like just closing up the gap. Right. But it's sort of very, you know, because we just came out of a Thor show. It's very um assertor ish. Yeah, this big interdimensional being. You know, right? like like do we do we want to get more into that? Like like I that's what I'm saying. I, I say leave that for season four. Have it maybe be a subplot of something within season three, but make the focus something else other than the upside down. Bring the upside down back. Gangbusters in season four, but give us a breather on that story for right now and explore. Which again, I think that in a way that that episode with eight is kind of a backdoor pilot is sort of like here's our here's where it's gonna go this and we're setting a, it up. This isn't a review show. This is a writer's suggestion show. <laughs> <It is. laughs> I think the writers should maybe go there here. Season three should have a little. If we're up to me, Man of well, Steel well, 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 well. two should go. Well, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If we're if we're do, you know we are doing that. Um, no, you're doing so. That. No, no. <laughs> season one. No, no. Season one had Modine. Uh. Season two's got Paul Reiser and asked him. I question who, who, <laughs> the motivations of Paul Reiser. <laughs> and you always should. <laughs> um, who's the 80s icon of these sort of films from, from that period? There's that only, you, well, there's only one, one only answer, one? and that's, and that's uh, from War Games. Um, Broderick? Mr. Broderick. I okay, would like to Broderick. see okay. yes, I like Meteor Broderick. Man in the Upside Down world. <laughs> um, you want your Brodericks. You want your... Um, Sweet 16, baby. Molly Ringwald. Molly Ringwald. Oh, my God. You want Molly your... Ringwald as... John Cusack. Cusack? Yes. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. You people with sort they're of... They're so ripe for Netflix, you know. So, these. yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Molly Ringwald should come back as Winona's, like, mean girl's... Like rival, <laughs> who like was always talking her down in high school and stuff. Because that's the other part. It's like you have the kids, and then you've got the adult characters, and they're there's they're this whole thing. Yeah, can, can we get into the and, adult uh, the characters part? So, um, Mad Max's brother, right? Okay, who is the is is again one of the weaker parts, yeah. played by Corey Feldman. Kel we <laughs> weaker, but at the same time, not without an, uh, uh, some an honorable mention, right? Yeah, With yeah, some yeah. Sympathy, right? John so, Lithgow. So he uh, he has that stopover to find out where his sister is at. Um, Loving you is wrong. <laughs> I don't want to be right. Um, who's that actress you said from Mad Men, right? Um, yeah, the the uh, Carabono, who's who's she's from Mad Men. So Mike's Mike's mom and dad, we see. We know that. Who are, that, by the way, who that, are, by the way, like very conservative, right? You know, Republicans. Yeah, we see again. That's one of the subtle it's things like, on the show is you see who has the Mondale, who has the Mondale <laughs> posters up, and who has the the Reagan Bush yeah. posters up. But it's obviously that marriage is things things in Nancy she, and Mike's house. She's are, asking are, for more. She wants a little more. Yeah, yeah. She's she's she she. Uh, She's she sacrificed love for comfort. Let's just put right, it that way. Right. And then suddenly, and suddenly Billy Max, shows up, yeah, <laughs> and he's all like, "Hey there, Mrs. Hey there. <laughs> hey there, Mrs. Wheeler." And they're just good. licking lips, you know. And like, she is looking fine. 
Uh, but it was a little uncomfortable. I was a little uncomfortable by that. Um, uh, <laughs> and that's an 80s trope. It's an 80s trope, yes. <laughs> it's definitely, uh, uh, I didn't, I want to say, I want to say either Patrick Dempsey or Modine did a movie that was exactly that. That was like a May-December uh, romance. I could know. There were a lot of, a lot of crappy 80s uh, romantic comedies that, uh, from the period. But, uh, uh, again, I, I, Molly Ringwald would be great. Uh, gosh, could we, could we, could, who, who from sitcoms would be a, would be a good hit? Oh my God. If they, if, uh, you know, he's, he still works a lot, you know, Ted Danson as like risers. uh, eh. This is more for Stranger Things is a very Spielberg-esque type of universe. We need Eddie Murphy. You know, I thought about Why not? Why not? Lucas's uncle comes to visit. (laughs) What's going on here? What is she? She Second house? (laughs) Second house? You kidding me? (laughs) You know, I mean, uh, who is in Weird Science? (laughs) That's not his life. Who is in Weird Science? Oh, man. Uh, Besides uh, LeBrock. uh, We got to give uh, a... John, John, John... Dead Zone. um, Oh. Yes, 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 yes. Oh yes. my! How could we forget his? How could we forget his name? Johnny B. Good. Uh, forget John it. Doesn't, Goodman doesn't doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, but uh, uh, God, I'm trying to think of anyone else because that's there. But you know, you 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 just mentioned something. There is a balance to this show him. that is uh, <clears throat> is kind of precarious. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom and my grandmother haven't seen the show yet, but uh, what I thought about trying to sell them on it is. I think Stranger Things has this thing where, yeah, nostalgia is part of it, but it 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 wouldn't be as good if it was just relying on this nostalgic uh, feel good vibes. It's it's sort of a mixture of the X Files. If the X Files were written <clears throat> by Stephen, if the X Files were written by Stephen King, and directed by Spielberg. And that's kind of, and it is a precarious thing. So, like, if they get too cutesy with things like the guest stars, if they get too cutesy with the nostalgia, I think, I think it will, it will ruin the show. And so, hopefully, these guys, um, the, the Duffer Brothers, who I can't, you cannot say enough about the production values of the show, cinematography, the writing. I mean, like, it's not, it, it's not just a gimmick. I mean, they write these characters very well. <coughs> they have their arcs very well thought out. They know how to entertain. They know how to do drama. It's a great balance all around. And I, you know, I overall, I personally thought it was it was the equal of the first season. I understand the criticisms, but I, I thought I thought it was. My opinion is that it's it's better than the first season. Like okay. it's more enjoyable than the first season. Okay. You know, because it's on. It's the first season on steroids. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, I really like that a lot. So okay, and John, you you on you should you give it a shot, give it a shot. But I don't know. Do you even have? I'll, do you I'll, even have, yeah, you, even have, have Netflix, you have Netflix. Then watch 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 yeah, it yeah. watch it with your so. Um, it makes a good. It, you know, you can even if you just do like one episode a night or one every two nights. It's a good slow burn. It's good to binge because, it, like Ed said, it's one of these things where you said 
uh, I kind of the first two episodes felt a little slow. I couldn't get over that hump. But once well, you once you go get once you over, got over the, the hump, hump, you're. I had to. This is I how I watched the first one. I think I did first two episodes, first three episodes. I'm like, I, that was the hump, and then There's after like a train, that, right? There's like I a just train sat and like yeah. I needed to finish the whole entire thing, yeah. and then it's no. Like, see, you're you're confusing Stranger Things with uh, the J.J. Abrams movie Super mm-hmm. 8. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. yes Which have a lot You're of right. similar vibes. You're a right. A lot of similar vibes. I was watching a Super lot of 8 thinking different... it was Stranger Things. There, 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 there you go. Some, some might even say that that might be a very big inspiration because, it, you know, Super 8 is kids, 80s, or I, I guess what Super 8 was like late 70s maybe? I want to say Super 8 was like 881. Late, late, late 70s. Before uh, 84. But was before very, 84. Before, um, not before, um, uh, Super 8 also is very <laughs> Spielberg. Yeah. You know, it definitely was J.J. Abrams, you know, you know, hey, here's my E.T., here's, mm-hmm. you know, my version of that kind of story. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, give it, give it a shot. It's, it's very entertaining. And you, like Ed said. Just keep in mind. The characters, you just fall in love you 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 know, and the way the se- the, the season ends, you, you're just in love with them even more. Just keep in mind that uh, it's always four spritz of the Farrah Fawcett, <laughs> the Farrah Fa- of the Farrah Fawcett again, um, um, again, Steve Harrington hairspray. That's my Rick Jones. Not That's wet. My Rick Jones. Damp. 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 Very important. Mm-hmm. Very, Very important. important. Very important. <laughs> well, uh, I think that ends it here for today's episode of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. I think it doesn't. <laughs> someone, someone's, 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 uh, uh, someone's using executive veto power. I didn't know he had. He's got a let's tux. Let's continue still. Let's continue still. Oh, we'll, we will be continuing. Oh, we will be continuing at some point in the future. <laughs> um, but uh, d- d- this, uh, we're gonna have to overrule our executive producer here. Um, uh, join us again. We have a lot of shows coming up in the future. And uh, uh, like Ed said, we got just a murderous row of things that we're gonna have to get to. It's almost it's almost too much work. This used to be fun. Now it's just work. <laughs> you have no idea. But uh, closing things out here from Pancake Studios, as always, I thank Jonathan Vergara for his services and allowing us to use his facilities. No problem. As always, uh, my uh, my co-pilot on this uh, trip through uh, the, the fanboy galaxy. world, Edward Ing. Hi, I'm Dale. <laughs> I'm Dale. Open the portal. Open the portal. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm Miguel Andrew Velez. And I'm Edward Ding here. And until next time. To be continued. Hey guys, thanks for listening to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. Our website is www.tobecontinuedafanboypodcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.